0: Good day, everybody, and welcome to the Expansive Business Podcast. Uh, This is John Sane, and we are always talking about the topics of making us more expansive, both for our businesses and our personal lives. And I'm always joined with my co-host, Eric Kruger, who's sitting in Cape Town. Hello, Eric. How are you, my man?
1: Hey, brother. Uh, Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, It's a phenomenal day here in Cape Town. I've already played paddle, already beaten the opponents for the day. So starting my day with a win. How about you?
0: Oh, that's fantastic. I'm really glad to hear that. Uh, You've won for a change. That's really amazing. And uh, also... What do you mean? (laughs) It's
1: like, that is the standard. It's the standard. (laughs) Well, if it's the standard, then you're playing
0: people that are much worse than you, my friend. So you need to be increasing the standard. (laughs) Uh, I have started the morning with a coffee with a good friend of mine called Girish from India, who's a new friend here in Dubai. And we had a Japanese coffee called Arabica, and we had a great chat about some new tech businesses that we're thinking of starting. And so, yeah, and the rest of the day is looking. What's that? What's the, what's the coffee? It's called Arabica. It's a Japanese brand, and it's my favorite brand of but coffee. Is it just a cappuccino? Oh, no, it's just, it's like a, it's what do you call, it? like just a roast, a roast that they have. They have a couple different roasts. But it's uh, from Japan. It's actually not. It's just a Japanese brand that sources different roasts. But the way they roast their coffee is very specific. Obviously, this is what all roasting companies Mm. or brands do. But the beautiful thing about Arabica is that the the caffeine release out of the coffee is very steady and all day. It's a very soft caffeine release. And I found it really, really like just a fantastic coffee because it, it doesn't like spike your energy and then drop it a little bit later. And uh, I try and find an Arabic coffee everywhere I go in Dubai now because it's just so, it's, it's so great, you know?
1: How many coffees do you drink a day? Two, maybe. Okay.
0: Unless, unless I have, a, unless I have a, a bulletproof coffee, which I just bought the whole kit from Amazon. So I've got the ghee, the collagen, the prebiotic and the MCT oil. Mm. And when I have one of those coffees, my God, you only need one for like, I don't know, the whole day. It's like really gives you
1: energy. You know what, what bugs me about that is that I, you don't get to enjoy coffee. Like that's my, like Bulletproof coffee is essentially just like medicine that you're taking. Like it's not coffee that you're drinking. Well, I think it depends on what you're trying
0: to do. You know, I'm, I'm definitely on a mission to uh, lose weight and come into like my best form. And next year I've actually signed up for a 10-day fast mm. starting on the 8th of January. And, uh, so yeah, it fits in with the lifestyle that I'm trying to create. And it's not about enjoying coffee for that period of time. Mm. It's really about bringing more focus into your system and actually trying to fast, and uh, benefiting from that sort of space, mm. so yes, I agree. It's it's a different process, but mm. I suppose it depends on what your outcome is.
1: Yeah, I'm a, I'm a coffee purist, you know, so it's very difficult for me to to get behind the bulletproof. Look, copies. you're a
0: purist in many of the things, and I think what makes this podcast really great is that we're so different. You know, I'm out there experimenting, having a good time, and you're chilling <laughs> at home, uh, being a purist. <laughs> Chugging, <laughs> chugging gear. <laughs> I'm here going to Mexico, Costa Rica. You're sitting there playing paddle. It's okay, bro. It's okay. When you grow up, when you grow up. Um, anyway, what's what's going on? Have you started to close down for the year? It's the 30th of November today, as we're recording this. you uh, you got some more work left?
1: Yeah, sure. It feels like it's been a very, very long year. I have two more facilitations, one more on Friday, and then one next week, and then I'm done for the year. Week after that, we're going to London for about a week. And then uh, just, I'm, I'm so excited just to be home in December and just enjoy G&Ts and the ocean and like a proper sort of Capetonian December. I don't think I've actually had one of those for a very long time. Yeah. So, and staycation. Staycation. And uh, from a work point of view, where are you? Oh,
0: no, I uh, zero work. I'm uh, on my way to Close Mexico out. tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, purposefully yeah yeah i go to mexico mm. and then costa rica and yeah so that's that's awesome. the year and then january back and uh kicking off i'm actually recording all my joe Dispenza neuro change solution videos on the 28th 29th and 30th and so i have to actually you know qualify i haven't done that qualification mm. yet. so this is going to be mm. when i get back mm. okay so looking forward okay. to that mm. Right. So today is yeah. yes. Today is all about recapping the year, um, talking about our word of the year, how it's panned out for us, and uh, also the preparation for getting to know what our year word of the year is for next year. And it's funny. Yesterday, somebody already messaged me and said to me, "What is your word of the year?" Uh, It's Kevin from Hong Kong. Hey, Kevin, (laughs) if you're listening to this, hello, brother. Um, And uh, Kevin's like, what's your word of the year? I'm like, "Uh, yes, I have one, but I'm not going to say it as yet. So, yeah, that's going to launch next year. So, Yeah, there's a big reveal
1: that needs to happen.
0: A big reveal. Yes, a big reveal. It's uh, it's so secretive, I don't even know your word. You don't mind, but that's always (laughs) how it works. You always wait till the last minute. You're always like uh, analyzing it, Mm. analyzing it to make sure it's the right word.
1: Yeah, listen, and and so obviously for anyone listening... um, just for the first time, so at the start of every year, we have a, a Word of the Year podcast. It's always been actually one of the most more popular like, episodes that we release, because um, we always encourage people to have a word that they can, that can uh, keep top of mind, that they can keep reflecting on as they go through the year, something that sets the intention for the year. And so obviously, this is a practice that you've been engaging in, I've been engaging in, and then uh, together on the podcast, we've been sharing what that word is. And then it's always been cool to have everyone also come back and share their words and and what their focus is going to be. So my word for 2022 was inevitable. And I remember choosing that word thinking that it's going to be a word that really uh, keeps me strong and keeps me focused. But actually, you know, when I was reflecting on whether that word has been good to me this year, I actually think it's been, it's too passive a word. Oh, wow. Okay. Like sitting here, sitting here today, you know, um, some of my, like one of my takeaways from, from this year was just that I think 2022 was a hard year for people that, and, and we've spoken about this a bit, in that we had two or three hectic, hectic years. And then 2022 kind of came back to normal in some ways in that people went back to the offers, like the way that we're living our lives. At the moment, I don't take any precautions for anything in any way regarding COVID or anything like that, right? So like life feels quite normal to me. I don't see headlines about it. I don't see um, people with masks, like nothing. So it feels normal, but there's this big afterburner effect from the past two or three years. And I saw this meme, um, where it's like this this small night, and then uh written on top of him it says me still processing twenty yeah, twenty me still processing twenty twenty and then this big behemoth of like a giant in front of him uh twenty twenty three thirty five days away yeah. yeah and and that's kind of like I think what people have been feeling this year is that. We've we've gone into the year. There's been the sense of normality, but there's also been this like hectic processing that is still needed to happen. And I think I've you know I, I've been in that boat this year as well. As I thought I'd come into this year and just smash this year out of the park. Actually, I, it didn't. Like until kind of a, a month ago, um, I'd say it's been a very average year for me. And the word inevitable didn't actually do much for me to console me or to keep me focused. But what, what, what were you time. expecting
0: it? But what were you expecting it to do?
1: Is that your success uh, was inevitable? Inevitable or felt... Yeah, It. Yeah, it, it the, the idea was that, you know, irrespective of what happens around you, it's inevitable that you will succeed, that you will be successful. But I can't tell you that the word has felt that inspiring and powerful. It sounds like such a powerful word, inevitable. I just, I didn't feel it for the well, rest of the year. Let me ask year. you
0: this, I mean... You live by the sea, you have all the time in the world with your two dogs, you are working with bigger and better clients than ever before, you have a beautiful wife who drives a Porsche, you don't, just a side note, it's your wife's car. What do you mean, it's my Porsche? You have a beautiful wife who drives a Porsche, and um, you're the house husband who takes the dogs out all day. I mean, look at your life. You and just. I play yeah, paddle in the morning. In the morning with, uh, <laughs> so, like, explain to me which part of this is not successful and what part of it was inevitable. What, what were you expecting to happen that uh, really didn't happen? Maybe you didn't get bigger gigs, but I think in general, when I look yeah, at look- your life, you look very happy. You look like you've really settled into your Cape Town lifestyle. You've got more love for your dogs than ever before. You celebrate your wife, which you never mm. used to do. And all of a sudden on social media, you're seeing like, like, how much you're celebrating and how much you respect and what she's up to. So explain to me where wasn't uh, the success inevitable?
1: <laughs> look, um, you, you're right. You are right in, in every aspect in that um, I'm, I'm definitely happier than ever before. This year has been... Uh, phenomenal for me in many ways in that, you know, now we're at the coast and everything you just said. But the, the context is coming into this year, um, last year, December, I had a massive end to the year. I was in Kenya speaking for EO, for YPO. Um, I just finalized the leadership manual with SASFIN. It was like there were lots of things happening, boom, 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 boom. after each other, and then coming into Jan, big, big month coming to Jan, and then it felt like kind of things just all of a sudden just slowed down for the rest of the year. So I had, you know, obviously like even be, before we jumped onto this conversation, we were talking about how you you get to a level, and then the moment you get there, it normalizes so quickly, and you start looking to that next level. And I feel like this year, I didn't I didn't step into that next level. I felt like I just stayed at the same level. And I think when when I set the word for the year my intention was that it's inevitable to get to the next level. Like, I'm already, there's so much momentum behind me, there's so much focus behind what I'm doing, it's inevitable that I get there. And I don't feel, ironically enough, I feel like now, you know, coming into December again, for some reason, I feel like there's been a lift. But for the rest of the year, I can't say that the word, I can't say that it did for me what I wanted it to do. When I reflected on it's inevitable, it's inevitable, it didn't feel powerful enough for me as a word. Um, What actually became a a much better reflection was, are you harmless or are you dangerous? And I think why that ended up working for me so well, apart from the book coming out, is that being dangerous is like, are you being dangerous right now? Are you doing the thing right now? Are you taking the risk right now? Um, And that felt to me to be more compelling and more active.
0: Look, I mean, you also had a bestseller this year. Your first one. That's true. That's true. Oh, my God. You are one (laughs) greedy little pig.
1: That's what you are. It is is possible. It is possible that...
0: I think you need to reframe. I think you need to reframe. I'm glad we're doing this coaching session here on the podcast with 5,000 people (laughs) listening. But I think there's a reframe that's necessary for you because I have watched your success as a holistic success. I think, you know, as you said, is that there's always new levels. And if I start comparing myself to Brenna Brown and Simon Sinek and you comparing yourself to the next person that's in your world, you're never as successful as they are. And if you listen to that Simon Sinek podcast about he's not a success. Successful as Adam Grant, and he keeps comparing himself to Adam Grant. It's like, my God, like, what are you talking about? And I think that sometimes it's important to actually celebrate the small wins, and so that we can almost sit in the um, pleased version of ourselves, you know, in the, in the, in the, Mm. like, okay, geez, it was a good year for these reasons. I would like to achieve more. I like the idea of. I'm so uh, enthralled by the thought of for next year, and I, and I think that mm. I also suffer from this sort of scenarios used. I also think to myself, well, I've arrived in Dubai, and you know, there's so many successful people here, and there's so many dynamic, amazing people, almost like very kind people as well that I've met, and I'm nowhere near what they've achieved or what they've done or what they're doing, and you can also fall into a slump and say, well, oh, I'm just not good enough. You know, I'm just not achieving what I need to achieve. And, you know, I've also had to reframe this concept for myself is that, you know, we're living in incredible uh, realities, abundant spaces. And you, did you see what happened in China over the last week? They've had three years of
1: lockdown. Yeah, yeah.
0: You know, we're not there, you know, and Qatar, where you mm. have all these builders and all these horrific stories coming out of Qatar, we're not there. And so, you know, in South Africa, you have a 50% unemployment, you're not there. So, mm. yes, there's always levels, there's always the, the people that we can dream up to, but I think your word, inevitable, has seen you inevitably grow into a more rounded human being, with a, which has more space for more things in your life than I think you ever had in Johannesburg. Mm. And yes, the, 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 the manhood of your masculinity has become inevitable to grow, and it's wonderful to watch. Do you need to do more work around your work? I don't think you do because you're constantly working hard at your craft. And the fact that Sasspen has come again to do another one with you is a reflection point of that. And so congratulations. I think that mm,
1: thank you maybe, that. Thank you know, that.
0: There's, yeah, there's, there's more to do, but there always is more to do. You're always ambitious. And that's wonderful, a character of you. But I think the word inevitable has seen you become inevitably a better man, Eric. So mm. congratulations.
1: Thanks for that, brother. Thanks. Um, all right, so let's uh, shift the focus from, from me over to you and let's talk about John Sane's word for 2022.
0: Well, you know, my word was audacious. And uh, I know this because all my passwords have always my word, right? So we spoke about the fact that how are you, how are you, um, I've already, just for everybody listening, I have changed my passwords to next year's changed password already. Yeah. So don't try and crack all my codes. It was too audacious. Um, and so, look, I mean, I, I would share with you that being audacious was really just, just, just about Just by the
1: way, now everyone's going to know for next year that, oh, when you reveal your big word, everyone's going to go, oh, you just revealed these passwords. Password for the year.
0: Well, there's codes attached to the passwords. There's levels. Yes, there's <laughs> levels. But remember, I think the big thing that I said was you need to bring the word into your daily routine so that you keep reminding yourself of whatever the word or theme or, or you know is going to be. So for me, the, the the concept of audaciousness was really just about trying to bring that energy into my life. And I think in some ways I achieved it and in other ways I didn't. Mm. And in some ways I, I was able to be on a stage with Jay Chetty and I was able to be in that world where there was royal families watching me and, and, and moving to a place in Dubai and building a group of friends. And, you know, these are all very courageous and audacious things to do. You know, spending two weeks in Mexico, two weeks in Thailand. These are very aud- audacious because... As much as they're adventurous and enjoyable, they're hard. It's mm-hmm. hard because you're arriving mm-hmm. in a new country and you don't know anybody and you've got to get to know people and you've got to put your best foot forward and you've got to be in the hustle mode all the time and you've got to be like you're being triggered by new things and new cities and so you you have different personas of yourself that are like being activated, you know. And so, yeah, it's it's, it's, it's worked for me. Um but like you, I, I think it could have been more audacious. But I think the world itself is not ready to be audacious. You know, there's also the world itself is playing safe. We are entering a recession in a few countries around the world, and that most probably will be a theme for next year in many ways. Uh, crypto hurt me quite a lot with all the drop, and so that audaciousness around having that cash flow also, like, was a little bit, a bit of a bit of a hit. And so, yes, I think I think it worked, uh, but I also think that the world itself wasn't actually linked into my word as much as I'd like it to have been. Mm-hmm. But here I sit in Dubai on my way to South America for two weeks, three weeks. You know, there's a very little to complain about, and it, it is a, a glorious uh, sort of adventure ahead. So, yes, it is audacious in some ways, coming from Edenvale, a single mom's son, <laughs> and living an audacious life in many ways. So, yes. Yes Yes, and no is the answer of my word for the year.
1: When, when you reflect, what do you think is the one thing that you could have been more audacious in?
0: Yeah, it's a great question. In my internal dialogue, in my own potentiality of myself, within myself, and I think that when you, when you get into a space like Dubai, well, maybe not for everybody, for, definitely for me, is mm. you somehow start comparing yourself to these people, and as much as we know, don't compare yourself. It's the end of it, you know. I'm actually quite irritated with all those sayings. It's like, yes, we all know them, you know, and we and we blab them out to each other. Like, hey, but John, you shouldn't be comparing yourself. You know, <laughs> this is not the right way to do. This is what Coco Chanel said, and this is what this person said. Like, yeah, 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 mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know, I know. We all know. We've all read the books. We've all seen the memes but it 's the how right it 's the how of coming in and and, and we were speaking off air about the power of meditation and how it 's affected both of us and how much it's helped us and I often think to myself like, "Wow, thank goodness I have meditation to fall back on you know those those the, the solace of those two mm. hours a day is just so deeply appreciated, but then still having to live with life and to come out and, and to have dinner with a billionaire and walk away and go what have i been doing with my life like what 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 happened like how did this how did this not happen for me and then listening to a podcast and some guy sells his business for 800 million dollars at 26 and you're like what like how what 26 yeah. i got and then i read something the other day it says try and make your fortune as young as possible cuz it changes the rest of your life you're like thanks for that tip uh, is it is, <laughs> hey, really? Make, make your fortune i was waiting to make my fortune at 60 i thought i thought i'd just struggle along until i get to 60 so, you know, you, ha- you have all these theoretical ideas around what you should do. And then with all the work that I've done and everything that I've done, I still fall short into comparison and sit there and compare and go, my God, do I have a long way to go? But that's the point of being in Dubai. You mm. know, you, you, you come to a place where you want to push yourself out of your comfort zone and, and get into a space where people are global in the way they think. And um, so together with that idea of pushing yourself out of your comfort zone comes the comparison. So my audaciousness would have been much more about the way I think and my potential and the value I'm adding to the world. You know, I think that's, it's a good question though. I haven't thought about it.
1: Um, I was speaking to a client the other day and uh, the guy said the pace, it's like almost like a direct quote. He said the pace at which we're moving between deliverables means that there's no time for reflection. And I think this is like, this is one of the, the biggest challenges that that people have is that we blurt out all these quotes that, that everyone knows by now, but there's no time to actually go in and do something with it because there's no slowing down in between. And actually, so I'm, I'm doing a facilitation for them. And um, one of my new facilitations is around developing the team player mindset and the temptation is that you want to go and stand there and you want to say, Well, what is a good team player? It means collaboration and connection and blah 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 Like and but we all know these things, right? Like these are like, again, like these are the most obvious things. We all know what a good team player is. But actually, to me, what makes a good team player is what is the work that you do on yourself when you're not with your team that's gonna make your team a better team. That is like that's actually what it's about. And so it's the same thing here, is like. I'm, I'm, what I'm relating back to what you are saying is that there, there are all the quotes and there's the frustration of um, the comparison and all of those things, but there's also the space that is needed to go and actively work on that. And without that, and, and you, are, you are good at creating that space for yourself. You're good at, at creating the, um, holding that space to work on things. Um, and therefore, I think it ends up getting resolved and you end up making progress but it's really important that we realize that for us to close that gap between what we know and what we do, that we need to allocate time to it. Like it doesn't just happen. You know, we feel like if we're just gonna, it's like, you know how they always say, don't make changes, like let's use paddle. Like don't go into a competition and then make changes to your swing. Like that's the wrong time to do it. Like you're going to screw it up. Like you need to practice that outside of game day. And it's the same thing here is that you need to be sitting outside of game day, working on yourself, working on your mentality, re- realizing where your your friction points are, where your irritations are, where your triggers are, that when you step back into the world, that you can do so with a bit more elegance and a bit more composure. And But you are really good at creating that space for yourself.
0: Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, you know, the other term that I heard that described the same thing is you don't prepare for war on the battlefield.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So it, it's really taking that time out. And, mm. and I think the what, I'm so sick and tired of hearing the what. And I think this is what sets uh, my talks apart is that from the other speakers, is everybody's telling you what to do. Is nobody telling you how.
1: Mm. Mm. It's like,
0: yeah, what, 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 what? Yes, we've all read all that crap. we like, okay. Like, like I still got to go back and be anxious.
1: And then mm. what's the point
0: of all those what's, you know? So it's all about the how, you know, and, and, and it's really about the how. So I think for next year, it's actually being more easy. And, and I think that's the real thing is like, how do you stay more in flow and really the elegance of being ambitious? And so audacious, again, is not about being elegant. It's about being, wow, how can you much bigger? And mm. I just like to actually mm. think, you know, even inevitable, it's like, wow, it's like it's inevitable, Yes, everything's inevitable, really. But the truth is, for me, as I move to my 48th year, my God, 48th year, (laughs) um, I just want to have a more peaceful life, you know? It's just like somebody Mm. asked me yesterday, I was on a podcast, and uh, they interviewed me, and they said, so what is success for you? And and I hadn't really prepped for the podcast at all, even for that word. And the immediate word that came for me was peace. Mm. It's like, what is success? It's peace and freedom. It's like, are you free in your mind to accept both your light and dark side? And if you are, you find yourself at a place of peace. And in that state of peace, the success comes and you're not so caught up on it. And so the redefinition of success is not how much more, it's how much peace can I gather and and curate for myself and that becomes the ultimate goal in life, you know, it's really just to be at peace, you know, and it and, and, and doesn't mm. matter what's coming, you know, and, and, mm. and I think that's, so my word for next year is not peace, but it's the real, the, like, <laughs> the, the, the real, like, um, just feel, feel about, like, feel that word when you say it and think about it, it's
1: mm. like it settles mm. your nervous
0: system. And I made that video the mm. other day about treat your brain like a garden. It's like weed out the things that are not working through process of meditation, psychedelics, healing trauma, and then engage with new information, plant new seeds as often as possible, harvest old ones, and like keep the ones that are really working for you. But remember that your garden for next year is going to be radically needed. It's needed to be radically different as You know, more AI comes and more change comes and more implosion of old systems is your garden is going to take strain. And what most people do when they go on holiday is drink too much, eat too much, spend too much money, come back and often remark that they need another holiday. And that is Mm. the worst way to have a holiday. That's not a holiday. That's like escaping, numbing and trying to get away from your crappy life or not your crappy life, your life, your highly stressed life. And so really, like, you know, I'm going on two weeks of meditation. It's like I'm totally going into a place of de-weeding and unhabitalizing whatever that word is, it's like just taking out bad habits, mm. you know, to bring more peace for 2023. Mm. I think that's, that's the real key.
1: Yeah, listen, um, from my side, just in closing, you know, um, I think the most audacious thing that you have done this year is, is to come back down the mountain. And that's one of the, the hardest things for us to do, right? And like, it's it's kind of what we encourage people to do all the way through in, in everything that we end up speaking about is that you have to be willing to leave the known and go into the unknown. You have to be willing to go from the top of the mountain back down to the bottom of the mountain in order to climb a higher mountain. There's no other way, you know? And um, you also shouldn't underestimate the audaciousness and the courage required to have done that and also the willingness to, to put ego aside to do that because that's a very, very tough thing. That's why we end up staying on top of a, a smaller hill is because there we get to be at the top of the mountain. Um, but but anytime we want to reach that next level, like you know, the moment you, you get to the top of the mountain, you see there's a high mountain to climb, you have to descend to go back up, and so well done for doing that. It really does take a lot of courage. You shouldn't underestimate it. I don't think anyone else underestimates it. Um, so so well done for that, and I'm sure this like next big mountain that you're climbing is going to be phenomenal.
0: Thank you for that reframe. You know, How, you, I think you've just landed it for me. My audaciousness has been able to come to somewhere I'm invisible again. Mm. That is the audaciousness. That is the audaciousness, is to come into a world that doesn't know you and having to prove yourself again, you know? Mm. Thank, thank you. That is, wow, that's a, geez, that's a That's a full coaching session we've both had on this call today. This has been <laughs> unexpected and unscripted. That's a really great. Uh, and I, thank you. Thank, thank you so much. I, I really mean that. Thank you so much. And I think for everybody listening is, if you did have a word of the year, how did it impact you, indirectly or in unexpected ways. And I think both of us, our words did impact us, but not in the ways we expected it to. It's, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you're inevitable to become a better man and, and a more holistic version of yourself. And for me to to move into a market that doesn't know me, um, both are maybe even deeper expressions of our words and, and much more... Uh, subtle but much more powerful than we actually even expected them to be, you know?
1: Mm. Thank you for that. So that then ultimately concludes the last episode for the expansive, maybe in, in more than one way, uh, for 2022. So for December, uh, we won't be stopping the podcast altogether. We'll be replaying some of the best episodes from the year, the most listened to episodes. So if you do feel like listening to some uh, some banter and some ideas and insights that might prime your mind for 2023. Uh, The podcast will still be running. And then we're coming back in 2023 with a bang, with a mission. And we are super excited to reveal some of the changes that are coming to the podcast. Uh, But that is a story that we'll only cover next year. Brother, any final words? Yes, Eric is the master of <laughs> the reveal. reveal. Keep <laughs> it secret yeah. till the last minute
0: <laughs> because... Very good, Eric. You're very good at building suspense, Eric go. It's been a real pleasure sharing this uh, platform with you again in 2022. Thank you to all our listeners. Uh, really enjoy having you all along. We are always surprised and delighted at all the people listening that we're not expecting to be listening. It's so always a fantastic thing to hear that you are listening to the podcast, spending this time with us and your precious, precious energy. And so thank you so much to all of you. We wish you a very relaxing, calming and de-weeding December and make sure that you are planting and harvesting and getting ready for what 2023 holds ahead for us, which I think all of us will agree is a total big gallop or or huge amount of uncertainty, which is really what we all have to be preparing for more than anything else. Ciao, and have a fantastic December.